It's time once again for another episode of the Buckhead Business Show. Being brought to you by the Buckhead Business Association. Broadcasting live from the Pro Business Channel Studios in Atlanta. And now, here's your host for today's episode. Well, good morning, good morning, good morning. It is one of those beautiful Buckhead days. If we had a Chamber of Commerce here, we would call it a Chamber of Commerce, David. So we're just a business association who sponsors good radio, puts some quality folks out in front of you, and gives a chance for people to tell their story. And we're going to do a great job of that today. We've got about three folks which are going to be uh, talking about things such as exciting ways to game, good ways to keep your business in order. And if you're one of those folks who tends to drop your computer or your laptop or your phone, we have a solution for you to take that broken screen and make it back like new again. So we're going to kick off this morning. We're sponsored by the Buckhead Business Association. And of course, we're here at the courtesy of uh, the Pro Business Channel, and we're, we're, at, we're making some exciting, exciting things happen today in the city. I'm going to talk a little bit about things going on in the BBA, but basically, if you don't have a place to go Thursday morning, we've got a great view of the city for you, and we've got a great breakfast for you, and we've got business opportunities for you to network. So we'll talk about a little bit about the Buckhead Business Association and some other things a little bit later on. Now, let's walk out first to talk about that thing you might do. Have you ever dropped your cell phone? Have you ever cracked a screen of your laptop? Well, our first guest this morning is the guy who can help you with those challenges. We've got Ernest Duncan. He hails from the Midtown area, just a little south of the natural border of Buckhead. We're going to roll him into the studio this morning to talk about what Experimac could do for you. So I'm going to give it to you to talk a little bit about why on earth does anybody need to fix their cell phones or PCs or broken screens or what? Ernest? Thanks, Michael. Um, Again, my name is Ernest Duncan. I'm with Experimac of Midtown Atlanta. And we offer the full experience, the full Apple experience at a reasonable price. So if you're looking for a product, the lowest price, or just trying to get that, as Michael mentioned, the screen fix, Experibank is the place to go. Uh, we offer pre-owned Apple computers and laptops, putting um, that Apple product into your, your budget and into your hands. And we offer accessories and for all your devices and other Apple-specific products. And we also can do in-house repairs. And that's the part that I really want to emphasize with our listeners today is that we can take your existing devices and um, figure out what's going on with them and get them back up and running quickly and accurately. And we can do that with pretty much, pretty much any device that you have, be it Apple or non-Apple. Good. Well, listen, we know that everybody has dropped their cell phone once, and hopefully they've bou- it's bounced on the asphalt and not the puddle of water. Talk about the things that cause people the most challenge with uh, keeping their devices working. And I know you f- focus on the Apple products, but, you know, you do f- do a full service repair of all the different other products. And uh, talk about some of those items. Well, um, I've been told that there are about 2.8 billion devices out there in the world today, and th- that's a that shows that um, smartphones are becoming increasingly important in our, in our world. And I've just had customers come in and tell me that, oh, I was just getting out of my car and I put my phone down. And next thing <laughs> I know, it slipped out of my hands and it just falls out. And believe it or not, I mean, we really depend upon our smartphones to um, do a lot of things that we need to do in today's world. So um, from crack screens, from up downloads that just just don't work, um, we can take care of those type of problems for you. So now, no matter what goes on with my smart device, whether it's a uh, what about just a wireless headset? Do you, do you do anything like that? 
Well, we really don't touch on the wireless headphones. We really deal with the computers. Anything that has chips in it, we di- um, we deal with. So it'd be laptops, tablets, um, smartphones, desktops. Those are the um, things that we think we're really good at fixing. Now, one of the things I noticed when I drove by your window is that you've got a lot of a uh, lot of equipment in there. So you actually offer some solutions and upgrades and and uh, try to help some people out with their use technology as they upgrade. Correct. Absolutely. Um, um, Apple usually introduces two or three models every year. But you think about Lenovo, Dell, Samsung. We're talking about over 100 new products being introduced into the marketplace. And people want those devices. But what do you do with the devices that you no longer want? You bring them to Experimac. We will buy them from you and we will give you top dollar for them. Or you can trade them in for a newer, newer model. And I think that works out well for us because um, we save the um, economy, we save la- landfills from filling up. So I think it's a perfect solution for uh, getting the products that you need in your hands as well as um, caring about the environment. Now talk a little bit about the, pro- the process that got you into the Experimac, uh, into your experience with Experimac. You're the franchise owner, correct? Yes, yes. I'm one of five franchise owners here in the metro Atlanta area. And I go back to I'm thinking about uh, my grandparents who were um, I call it had it, had their side hustles. I mean, my grandfather was a plumber on the side. My my grandmother um, had a hair salon, and then I watched my parents again with their side hustle. My father owned a restaurant. He worked in a factory. He was a farmer. He did a lot of different things, and that just finally sunk in with me. I did I did my 30 years in corporate America. And started thinking about what did I want to do next? And I thought, why not own your own business? But I didn't have quite enough experience to do it on my own. And I think this franchise model fit well with my interest in technology and in the business. Well, you certainly picked a good city in the country. I I guess we have more uh, BMWs and smartphones in our population than any other city in the country, correct? I I believe it. (laughs) And you picked a good spot along Peachtree, as I understand. Oh, yeah. Midtown is just awesome. I think that's one of the highlights of my day is um, getting on MARTA every day and coming into the city and coming to Midtown where everything seems to be happening right now. Now, you do mean South Buckhead, don't you? Uh, you're absolutely right. South <laughs> Buckhead. That's it. That's it. You, you know, when MARTA doesn't go to downtown. It just goes to South Buckhead. <laughs> we, we move it down. Well, talk about your experience of picking that franchise. I mean, it's important to know that uh, business success is something that uh, everybody does experience as a new business owner. And, gee, after 30 years in, a, in a corporate America, you had, a, you had a pretty cushy life there, didn't you? And then you jumped out to be a franchise owner with employees and taxes and, gosh, windows that you have to keep clean. Talk about some of those things. Absolutely. I think um, my background is in accounting and finance, and I've worked for many organizations. And I think about all of the skill sets that are needed to be an entrepreneur. And I think I was behind the scenes in corporate America advising the CEOs, the CIOs about various aspects. And I realized that you know, maybe I need to experience it firsthand myself. And boy, was I um, awakened because I think um, marketing, finance, accounting, the networking, the business licenses, navigating the city processes, it's all been a great experience. I think um, there are some days I, I wish, you know, I wish I had that cushy job, but I think um, knowing that I'm helping someone um, use their technology wise is, is a great benefit to me. And you've got you you've got your own home full of employees there. So how many folks do you employ down in your neighborhood there? 
Uh, we have a team of um, four individuals that help me um, and help our customers get the technology working right for them. And um, they're young people. Uh, I, I, I love it. Young people love technology, and um, they're teaching me something every day. Uh, I, I, I can't think of one day that I have not learned something about how I can use my smartphone or my tablet a little bit better and, and efficiently. Well, you know, it's always nice to have those tips. Why don't you give us the three or four things that would help us uh, prolong the life and ensure that we have a, a good experience with our smart devices and our tablets and our and our notebook computers. What, 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 what's the number one thing you'd like folks to know out there to protect their investment? Sure. I think one of the things that often comes up when customers come in is that um, they're not getting um, the proper um, battery life that they think. I think I think one of the things that people constantly do is try to top off their um, their batteries. And it's always advisable to let the battery um, run down to hopefully, you know, at least 20 percent, but maybe 10 percent before you fully charge it. And once it gets um, down to about 10 percent, then you want to um, fully charge it back up. And it's just like the, the muscles in our body. They need to be exercised every day. And the battery is just like that. It needs to be able to go to the full range as opposed to, you know, letting it get down to 80 percent and trying to top it off. So that's one of the, the main areas that I see people come in and, and look for advice about. The second thing, um, if, if you don't mind, is, is um, getting the proper um, case for your smartphone. I know they make beautiful um, smartphones and you want to show them off. But you really want to get a solid case that protects that investment so that um, although we love to see you come in and get the, um, your cracked screen fix, but, you know, hey, if you spend $800 for a smartphone, you want to protect it just like you would um, protect your investment for a car. Well, it is it, it, proper maintenance and care, and uh, you wouldn't get your, let your brand-new BMW or Mercedes stay very dirty, but you need to take care of your equipment and certainly keeping it waxed, which means putting a case around it so that it stays protected. What's the wildest story you've had about why my screen is broken? Let's, let's have some fun here. <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, um, I had a gentleman come in, and he said, you won't believe this, and he showed me his <laughs> smartphone. And he said, "Those stories always start that way." Yes, yes. <laughs> you won't believe what happened on the way to the fill in the blank. Yes, and in this particular situation, he actually had a truck run over his uh, smartphone. Luckily, it was not in his hand at the time. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, and we were a little hesitant to say we could fix it, but um, one of our um, technicians took it in the back. And in about 45 minutes, he came back out with a device that looked like it was brand new. And we were all amazed um, that he was able to bring that back to life. Well, what is the uh, biggest challenge for you? Now, you're you're down in the miracle mile of South Buckhead, sometimes called, called, called Midtown. There's so much growth and so much opportunity. You must have a lot of walk-ins and a lot of folks. Maybe maybe some buses have even run over some smartphones down there. <laughs> well, What's your biggest level of service? What's what's your most frequent uh, challenge and opportunity you help your customers with? Well, I I think our biggest challenge is the um, this um, the environment that we're in today. That um, everyone expects that um, they want everything right away, and it's setting those expectations so that we can actually um, get them their device back up and running and a quick enough time frame. Because as I mentioned before, smartphones have become so integrated in our lives. I've had people 
break out into sweats when they actually have to hand it over to me to fix it. <laughs> They're untethered. Era. Yes. Well, we've been talking with Ernest Duncan. He is the local franchise owner for Experimac in South Buckhead slash Midtown, as we call it. How do they get in touch with you, Ernest? Sure. Um, a couple of ways. Um, of course, you know, we're on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and um, Twitter with Experimac Midtown, Atlanta. And then you can contact us at 404-963-6754. And we're right there in South Buckhead at, um, between <laughs> between 5th and 6th, um, two blocks um, north of the Fox Theater. So we're very um, conveniently located. And, and you do curb service, right? We're, we're almost there. Yeah. Well, as we're driving south to the Fox, I'm sure it is. So we've been with, we've been visiting with, uh, with Ernest, the franchise owner, and he certainly has a good corporate story of 30 years of experience. And now he's servicing the millennials and the folks that, I guess everybody's got to have a smartphone. Some people even have two these days, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And you hear some great stories about um, grandparents staying in touch with their grandkids using tablets now. FaceTime is an awesome tool. I was, my, my youngest grandchild was over three months old before I got to see him uh, in person, but I got to see him on FaceTime uh, within minutes. So it's a, it's a fabulous tool. So there we go for an Apple solution or any other solution with a broken screen or we don't like water damage as much, but you know, you need to stop by and see Ernest and we'll go get you, get you, visit him on the website and he, you can find him. So now let's see if you've got your smartphone and you really want to play some games and you want to do something special. I think our next guest, uh, uh, Mr. Sampson has really taken an innovative approach. And I think this is going to be an exciting opportunity for you to tell us about what on earth are all these games you're working with. <laughs> uh, hey, how you doing? My name is, uh, Quasi Sampson, uh, mechanical engineer and inventor of the, uh, Cash Blaster. Uh, so it's a game packed, um, which is a spinoff from my, um, previous in, uh, invention, the Cash Cannon, uh, which is a handheld paper dispenser. So, uh, you put any type of paper item in, uh, whether it be money or cards or anything that'll fit and it spits it out. So, the Cash Blaster Game Pack is going to be um, three games, um, one sit-down card game, and two active games, I like to say. Now, the active games, those do involve smartphones, right? No. No, no, no smartphones. So we're back to mechanical. So you're going you're gonna to stuff $100 bills in a device and dispense them around the room. I bet you're going to have a lot of people following you. <laughs> well, a lot of people have shown support uh, so far with the initial products. So this is the new product that's offering more and also at a lower price point. And it's basically just me giving people um, what I've seen them do with the product, the initial product over the past four years. I've been selling uh, the cash cannon since 2013, and the blaster I'm expecting to have delivered here in August. Well, I'm seeing us put a whole series of game shows together around around your, your tool. Now, you're a mechanical engineer, and I certainly yeah. understand dispensing dollar bills or $5 bills. Or Can I get a model for $100 bills? They, is it different? <laughs> no, it's the, the same model for $100 bills, wherever they're real Could, or fake. Put a different stripe on the side or something, maybe for $100 bills. Uh, but so, <laughs> so how do you see using this in the uh, millennial market as well as the the older market? It would be a great way for me to give, give the uh, allowance to my grandkids, I guess. Uh, yeah, or keep them busy. I was just at a toy convention in Chicago in November uh, of, this, of, of last year. And basically, people were leaving their kids with me in, in the cash blaster for about 20 <laughs> minutes unattended. So they were having just as much fun uh, loading money in and, and, and shooting it out. They spent five minutes loading up and 10 seconds shooting it out. <laughs> so uh, that, you know, 
already had everything kind of lined up in terms of what I wanted the Cash Blast game to be. So the first game is called Cashed Out. So it's going to be a, a card game, uh, kind of played like Uno. Uh, but you're trying to get all the cards out your hand. I call it price cards. You're trying to get all the cash out your hand. And each card is going to have a different item on there. So you're going to have a, a, a car that's like $20,000 or a house that's a, a million dollars. And as long as you're the, the face card, uh, is lower than the card you have in your hand, you can go ahead and place that down. And what's going to be unique about it is going to have different prices of common items across the world. So you're going to have like the home in Italy or what's the cost of a banana in, you know, France or something. So it's going to be able to teach kids and also people of our age, you know, what, you know, how much things cost, you know, around the world and be creative with it. So this is a price of right with a little bit of mechanical approach, right? Exactly. And the trick to it is you're going to have the blaster and someone's going to have a blaster loaded with cards. And so just when you're thinking about to be cashed out and get rid of your last card, they could blast you. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, you mentioned cards and we've mentioned, quote, dollar bills or hundred dollar bills. I think I want to think in hundred dollar bills. But how do you how do you build a device? And you're a mechanical engineer. So what what puts you down this road thinking about building a device like this? It sounds exciting. How do you adjust it from cards to? No, never mind. (laughs) Well, there's no adjustment needed. Um, All I have is a roller that is able to grip like dollar bills, which is cloth. So that's the hardest thing to get out of it. So everything else comes out very easily. But what it was, was a group of buddies of mine years ago, back in like 2008 or something, thinking about, man, it'd be cool to have a, like a handheld, you know, toy or gun that shoots out money. And me, I'm, I'm for it. I voted yes. That yeah. sounds good to me. Let's, let's make one of those. Now, Crazy, are we talking about going to the club and making it rain? Or is that <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, they will, they will give you a spot on the second floor in any club you walk into because they want you to perform there. <laughs> well, it's, it started down that path. Uh-oh. <laughs> but, uh, you, you know, you, you start off with audience and, you know, I don't limit myself, though. So I've introduced it to more than a few audiences, but it started there. And uh, what I did is I had a concept in my head and I'm a mechanical engineer at work. So I started uh, doing design at home, putting together the parts from scrap metal at the job and got a decent working prototype to the point where it's like, you know what? I think this could happen. And uh, around 2013, I actually filed the provisional patent and gave myself a year to uh, see if there were any people that would buy it. I uh, would actually go ahead and make it, um, sell some of them, and use that money for the actual non-provisional patent. And all of that actually worked out. Well, now, how do who who, who do you sell this product to? I mean, obviously, it'd be great mm-hmm. for a kids' party for if you're putting out cards or good for games. You mentioned you had a couple of games in mind. Go share share the second, and third one with us. If you will. Okay, the two active games is one is called um, Cash Drop. So it's real simple. You can I like have, that. Yeah. So you can, <laughs> you can have a series of people or kids or whatever lined up in front of you, and you're going to shoot the gun in the air uh, with some some money in it, and whoever catches the most uh, wins. So that's either someone that catches uh, three one dollar bills or someone that catches the hundred one. I think champion champions will be an appropriate day. You give T shirts for the guy with the high score, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> well, the one I gave the T shirts for is when I played the similar game called Golden Ticket. So Golden Ticket is where you, it's kind of the same thing, but you have just one golden dollar in there, and you shoot them up in the air, and whoever catches the golden one wins. 
Good. Well, now you've got to have a website for this, and you've got a, probably some phenomenal videos. I can just imagine the uh, chaos there when you can put the hundred dollar <laughs> bills in the air. Oh yeah, I have a great Kickstarter video and campaign going right now. You can go to Kickstarter.com and look up Cash Blaster, or you can get a link to the Kickstarter campaign at thecashblaster.com, and that's also the um, the name for all my social media: Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you, the, the retail price is going to be thirty nine ninety five, but you could order it through Kickstarter for pre, for half off for nineteen dollars right now. Today's today special on your Cash Blaster. Yes, <clears throat> while Before supplies last. last. So Leslie, let's give that Cash Blaster uh, that that uh, crowdfunding example one more time. What's that website? Uh, Kickstarter dot com. Go and search for Cash Blaster or find the link at thecashblaster dot com. Wow, now does this thing hold a thousand hundred dollar bills or a thousand one dollar bills? Or uh, tell me, tell me about about the mechanics. You said you built this. Thing as an idea, yeah. So the original cash cannon it holds up to around a hundred dollar bills. I got a video online that has a hundred thousand hits of me uh, shooting out a hundred dollar bills in seven seconds. Uh, so gunslinger, the, gunslinger. Yeah. So, so the the cash blaster. I'm gonna make it low low profile though, but it's gonna ease load a little easier. So it's only gonna hold about twenty to thirty bills. But sounds like you're putting somebody on the budget there, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard stories about that. Some people even want speed control, so maybe that'll come up. <laughs> well, you put, put that electric eye in there to count it. I'm going to put out $99 today and, and, and save the last dollar to go to go buy, a, go buy a McDonald's a coffee. Yeah. So what do you see for your next process? I mean, obviously, distribution is going to be a lot of fun with this. Mm-hmm. I can see you on the talk shows right now. When you walk on and pop out a $100, $100 bills, they're going to pay attention to you. Oh, yeah. I mean, um, you, you guys are the first part of me trying to do some PR for the campaign, but I already showed it off to like people like in Mattel and the major toy companies and they're interested. They want samples. So, you know, once I give them samples, it's either whether or not they want to do a licensing deal or they just want to help out with distribution. But I'm hoping to be in stores, uh, either late this year, or early next year. Well, I know where it wants at least one prototype can do. We do a lot of live events and we have a lot of places where it would be a lot of fun to use this. There you go. Uh, to, to get some attention and certainly we'd be glad to so what's your biggest challenge in building your business uh basically my biggest challenge is um just finding the the markets and what it was to do to get attention to the market so uh, back in 2013 when i got I actually went to china and came back and i sold my first 50 off the plane and uh, I used that money. Say on the plane you sold them, Rob. Yeah, I had like I was going through China customs with like fifty of the original version, the cash can, and then yeah, I got stopped at customs, and I had to show them how it was used. <laughs> so, do they resemble guns or weapons of some sort? Or? Uh, not necessarily. I I could show you one if you, well, if you don't mind. Pull, pull it up across the table because we're doing this yeah. like a we do a little live video here. But all right, talk, talk, I don't want to try, to, I try to go down to the. Uh, to this, the club and okay, so uh, Dennis, would you pull out that rack of hundred dollar bills in your pocket? Yeah, I see. It this the, it doesn't I have a battery in it, but this is the original All right. cash cannon. It come, it come, I, think, right. I would think green would be the most popular color, but that's okay. I haven't, so, haven't sold that, green. That yet. is a non-threatening color. That's I will, a non-threatening I will color. Right. I saw gold. Uh, they they uh, come yeah. in hot pink too. I'm sure. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. This is going to be the blaster. That that looks like that looks like a lot of fun. So it's going to be slimmer, low profile. You load from the top, and you you load it up, and you. 
load it up and you shoot, you know, shoot <laughs> but, out your. But TSA, um, but TSA and Homeland Security is still going to stop you. Believe me, that thing oh, looks funny. So we're yeah. going, we're going, we're going to paper the studio in a minute with this. No, yeah, don't do it. Then we get our third guest on. And yeah, sometimes they stop me. We're going to have some of this fun this afternoon. So again, they can go to Kickstarter and one more look, time. Look for the Cash Blaster or just Cash Blaster, or go to the main website thecashblaster.com and get to the link to the Kickstarter well, program. There, you can be a participant, and have a lot of fun. Well, thank you. We're going to at the minute when we do our photo ops here, we're going to put that thing in the room and, and drop. You got those $100 bills in? I, I wouldn't yeah. leave home without them. <laughs> All right. I don't think I, oh, they just threw some $100 bills across the table. The room is now wealthy. So All right. we'll, we'll do the adjustment on there. Those are $99.99. Not, they're less than the $100. I no longer, I no longer right. travel with American Express. They don't take that at Cheetah. So, <laughs> so, okay. so now, we're, now we're moving on from Cash Blasters. We got that guy, the consultant, to tell you how you do your business right. Uh, and Salim, you're with us today, and uh, I know I know you can follow that act because you tell people how to build businesses and, and make make sure they work correctly, right? Uh, yeah, that's right, absolutely. And uh, you you got you're new to Atlanta, as I understand, or somewhat new? Uh, yeah, coming up on about a year. I moved here in the middle of May last year. Well, people come to Atlanta in good times and bad times, but I know you came here for the good times. So tell us what you're working on this day. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so after I moved here about a year ago, uh, I. Decided I need to build up a network here. Uh, I'd spent time in, in D.C. and Boston, and I know a fair amount of people there, but didn't really know too many people around here. So uh, actually, a friend of mine, uh, Ali, some of the listeners may know is Alan the ATL, has a blog that uh, focuses on startups uh, in the area. So she introduced me to places like Switchyards and Atlanta Tech Village up the street. And just kind of going to those places, I was really blown away by the amount of entrepreneurship that's uh, that's in this city, and it was just awesome energy. Uh, so I decided that I kind of wanted to become a part of that and leaned on my experience. Uh, I've, I've held a variety of accounting jobs. I've been a staff accountant. I was a director of finance for a small nonprofit in D.C. Uh, so I thought I could apply that, those skills to uh, help some of the entrepreneurs in this area because when people start a business, you know, they, they don't want to worry about their bookkeeping. They, they want to focus on their craft. Like they've got a great idea and uh, they don't want to be stuck uh, stuck working on the books when they could be out, you know, promoting their business or, you know, meeting potential clients or doing the the many many things that that business ownership requires you mean there's something besides bookkeeping uh yeah a few things okay. actually and so so you know you've you've been in atlanta for a year you've met a lot of folks a lot of entrepreneurs a lot of new people what's the what's the biggest value you think you bring to a new entrepreneur here in our city yeah uh the biggest value i bring is just taking that that sort of uh, office chore of bookkeeping off their plate so we, we call that a shoebox in the entrepreneurial world. Uh, exactly. Okay. So I, I can take that shoebox and turn it into a financial statement. Uh, you know, people will be a lot happier. Uh, you, you, it's a much better representation of where you're spending your money, uh, how much you're spending. If you're spending too much of it, you can cut back. If you're not bringing enough of it, you can focus a little more on the client development side. You know, somebody just corrected me. Somebody said it's a courier bag or a uh, or a or the, or the back of a wrapper. It's not lo- no longer a shoebox. The millennials don't believe in shoeboxes, right? You know, whatever whatever you got, uh, I'll, I'll I'll take it and make it prettier. Well, you know, most people don't start their business correctly. Do you get into the business of helping the new guys who just really have the idea, or do you uh, like to have like to make sure they're really working and creating some cash flow before you give them that nice help? Uh, I I can come into any stage of a business. Uh, I I think you know th- those two areas that you mentioned. Absolutely, my my preference would be coming at the beginning before uh, you've kind of gone down the wrong path to to set you up on the right path. Uh, but you know a lot of people go into business. They say, oh, I can balance my checkbook. That means I can I can do my own <laughs> accounting. Then then it sometimes takes some time to, some time to figure out it doesn't quite work that way. They're you know six nine. 
12 months or more into it and and they don't know uh they have they have no no idea if they're making money or losing money uh then uh, <clears throat> uh then then i can definitely come in and help clean up as well well, and you, in your terms of recruiting a uh, recruiting that first client, you know what? What do you really? What value do you think you can give to a new entrepreneur who's scared to death that he's going to forget to do something? Yeah, and that that's something that that I'm happy to kind of step in and take care of. So I'm, uh, uh, you know, in addition to keeping your day to day books up to speed, um, you know, if if you're selling products, I, I can make your sales tax deposits. If you're doing some payroll, I can make your payroll deposits. Uh, you don't have to worry about those deadlines. They, you know, the, the state and lo- local governments aren't too kind to you. If you miss one of those, they can uh, they, they, they can go up and, and you'll, you'll be losing money faster than you're making it. Right. The, the fines can make next month really painful, right? Absolutely. Uh, most people don't even uh, think about it until it's way too late because most people get in business and think about three months, six months, nine months, 12 months. You know, you want to give us one of those most exciting stories that you've got or one of those most uh, disappointing stories that you've got about a new entrepreneur? Scare us to death. <laughs> Well, for that, I think I'd, I'll go back a few years, uh, back when I was in Boston and working for, uh, working, doing accounting consulting, but as part of a company before, uh, before Twin Arrows. And we took on a client who, you know, I, I kept asking them if I could look at their QuickBooks file. They were, they were a little hesitant to hand it over. Uh, they finally did. This was the fall of 2012. Uh, looked in their books and I looked at their last bank reconciliation date was May of 2002. So, <laughs> let's see. Is, is, is it, did I did I get the math right? Is that about ten years? That, that's over ten years. Oh, okay, yeah, over ten right. years. Uh, and is there some kind of statute of limitations if you don't do it in ten years, you just start over? You know, it, that that depends on the on the various <laughs> juris, various jurisdictions. This client didn't want to invest the time and money for us to find every single penny. Uh, but what we did, what we were able to do, was get them to a place where they could operate. You know, in their day to day. Well, that puts a whole new uh, definition of that word "rounding error," doesn't it? Yeah, there was a, there was a lot of rounding done. <laughs> <laughs> well, in terms of the, the the best client, you know, what's the perfect client for you? There, I, I hate to even ask that question. But let's go ahead and try it. <laughs> well, uh, I, I think my my sweet spot is sort of the the entrepreneur that that has a killer idea, or or it could be a, a nonprofit executive that has a great cause, and they they do a lot of things very well, but you know, math isn't their strong suit. They don't want to deal with the accounting. They don't want to touch the accounting. Um, I one of the clients I've taken on. Uh, she's actually a, a a gym owner. And when we first started, she said, "Oh, I can do our daily clothes, no problem. I just I just want you to come in, you know, once or twice a month, just to make sure everything's uh, on target." By the time we get had our second meeting, she gave me all of her account credentials, everything that tracks her sales, everything that, that uh, all of her bank logins. She's like, you know what? I don't want to deal with it. This is all yours. I, <laughs> I want you to manage it. Uh-uh. I'm glad you showed up is what she said next. Exactly. All That's right. What... So if you recruit a new client, uh, what's what's the best client for you to, to recruit? We're all we're all going to get figure out if we're, we fit your perfect a perfect client profile. Sure. Well, the best client is, you know, somebody that's just, you know, they, they, they just want some help. They're they're they've got their business side taken care of. They're they're you know they're they're doing what they do. If it you know if it's earnest, he's he's fixing all those phones. He's fixing all those computers. He just you know doesn't have time to sit down and write checks. Doesn't have time to you know worry about paying for his business license. Doesn't have time to worry about uh, payroll tax deposits and all that. He says you know 
Salem, I would love for you to help me with this, and I would, I would love to help you. <laughs> bad, bad example. He had 30 years as an accountant. So. That's right. That, <laughs> but, that, you know, you know, but you know what? No, that, the, reason I, the reason I said that, he's been over there salivating. His head is nodding. You're speaking his language, man. Well, he, did, he doesn't want to fool with his own books because he wants to be a business owner. Now. There you go. That's, that's right. That's what the franchise process, and I think he is a franchise. That's what it gives us the ability to have systems to do what we need to do. Most entrepreneurs do not fail because they can't do their vision. They can't do their dream. That's not the reason they fail. They fail with all the other stuff they never had to do. And gosh, there's so much to do in business. It's amazing. When you, you made the earlier comment about just being in business is not just being in business. There's about 37 other tentacles which will reach out and pull you down. Yeah. And just because you could do it doesn't mean you should do it. There's always something else you could be spending your time on. I think we call it highest best use in the consulting business, right? If you're not getting the best use of your time, you need to be finding somebody to help you with those pieces and parts. And maybe, as you said about your customer, just outsource it, offsource it, or uh, at least have it perform correctly so you can stay in business and work at it. Well, we've been brought to you this morning by the Buckhead Business Show. We've redistributed $100 bills at the table for those of you who are listening. We're going to be blasting those out of the blaster in a moment. For those in the studio, we wished you were here with us. We're out looking on a Chamber of Commerce Day, or in our case, a Buckhead Business Association Day. Over Linux Mall, it's, uh, is there a cloud in the sky today? I don't think so. I think we've got a perfect day. So. No, it's beautiful outside. We have had three great guests this morning, and uh, we've gone from how to keep your uh, smartphone visible and smart and, uh, and, and upgraded and, and, and traded in and, uh, and all fine. And then we've gone to this idea of thinking about blasting cash all around the room. So you can really grow, draw a crowd. I bet if you went to a club, went to the second floor, and, and, and said, I'm going to blast cash, People would take you literally and, and be happy to see those dollar bills come flying out. And I see you loading that thing up now to get near us. And then lastly, as we looked at our day, you know, keeping track of all those $100 bills you gave out for expenses that you're going to do in a minute, uh, just taking care of your company and looking make sure the government stays on your side as opposed to in your pocket would uh, would be a great thing. Salim, you made us uh, aware that entrepreneurs have a couple of weaknesses, and one of those might be what? Uh, it might be their accounting and bookkeeping. Right. And so tell us how we get in touch with you. Uh, well, uh, uh, you can find me either uh, on Facebook and Twitter. It's uh, at Twin Arrows LLC. Uh, or you can email info at Twin Arrows LLC dot com. Uh, the website is Twin Arrows LLC dot com uh, or uh, 404-997-8120. Well, just want to remind you that we're uh, you can look, look us all up online. You can go back and look at the show notes as well as the uh, ideas and bios from the folks who've been on the show this morning. We've got some great people and great profiles. But moreover, we encourage you to play play it play it with the Buckhead Business Association. Go to where you can have breakfast on Thursday morning at the City Club of Buckhead, and you can see all the way to Midtown. I guarantee that. And you can have your um, once a month after hours with us and have a lot of fun there. But you can also do other special things. The Buckhead Business Association is a very old and prestigious organization here in Atlanta. And uh, it's been great to be with you this morning and uh, great to see these guests in the studio. I look forward to seeing the cash blast out the room. For those of you watching remotely right now, here it goes. I'm going to there, there went the $100 bills. They're all over the table. Wished you were here with us. And we will hear, we, we'll be with you next week at the same time in the same station right here on the Pro Business Channel and the Buckhead Business Show. So. I'm going to need a receipt for those bills. (laughs) Thank you for joining us and our guests on the Pro Business Channel. Use the social media links here to share today's show and stay tuned for the next episode of the Buckhead Business Show. Brought to you by the Buckhead Business Association.